love that screen love it <laughs> wait a minute i think i can see somebody fitting about behind there somewhere or other it's not just i'm not just going to be staring at a bed of prawns am i for the entire session <laughs> Jason, where are you? Jason Yap's virtual background is making me hungry. Is that the, um, is that the pairing suggestion I wonder for the wines we're about to taste, Jason. Prawns and there he is. What? <laughs> uh, 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 hey, David. Hey, Jason. I love that virtual background. Uh, yeah. See, I had my book club last night, and um, that came up. I, I don't know how I got it. I can't get rid of it. It's a kind of um, bad tie. Um, but I think it, it adds something. It's a certain je ne sais quoi. Well, it's a bit like, it's a bit like having, having food with the wine, you know, somehow. It's just putting a little bit, I it's putting it might, an idea in my mind. I thought it might enhance our mood. It certainly is how, enhanced mine. Well, mind you, I've, uh, mine's already enhanced. Oh, look. Mine, yeah, mine's already enhanced with this. Um... With, so how's I'm, life under lockdown? Uh, life under lockdown is great, Jason. I've um, I haven't shaved in a week. I'm unkempt, and I uh, my Civil. my hair now reaches down to my coccyx, and and we've I've been, got my I've got my Zoom trousers on. We've been um, well, at least you've got trousers on. No, we've no, I've got my, Jason. Listen, I've got my Zoom trousers on. Good, you're very pleased. Well, do you know what they are? Do you know what Zoom trousers are? I don't know what they are. No, they are absolutely none. Oh, well, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, is it? Can you tell people um, their watercolors are wishy-washy by remote link as it is um, uh, live and in the flesh? Oh, um, can I tell? Yeah, actually, I can. I can, and the great thing is that I, I can. Adventures in wine. I can mute them as well. Which I I'm really David like Chandler, and he uh, yeah, is well, Jason Yap. Yeah. Um, excuse me, yet another Zoom conference tonight. Um, well, we've got an interesting topic today. Uh, our first podcast under lockdown, and that is very topical vegan wine. Well, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Vegan wine? Do you mean to say that in all the wine that I've been drinking up until now, animals have been harmed in the process? Well, this is controversial, and part of the problem is that labelling laws are very lax. But uh, the majority of the wine that we sell at Yet Brothers is vegan, i.e., animal okay. products aren't actually actively used in the winemaking process. But and it's a big but. The critical thing is, and this is where wine labeling is unclear, and I think the law will have to change, and I think you and I in our own small way can be agents of that change, is what winemakers use as a fining agent. So this is the process of clarifying the wine. Okay. If you just crushed grape juice and, and made wine in a very 
artisan way, mm. cloudy, like cloudy lemonade or ginger beer. It okay. Quite a lot of particulate matter in it. Little okay. bits of it, great skin, etc. And customers, especially supermarket customers, tend not to like that. They like wines that are limpid and pristine. And so nearly all wine that we buy commercially is filtered uh, or fined mm -hmm. or both. And the critical thing that upsets a lot of vegans is what is used as a fining agent. And to fine a wine, so, so you've got a vat of wine mm -hmm. with that particulate matter in it. What you need to do is you put a liquid into the top right. that is heavier than the liquid in it. Okay. That will sink down through it mm -hmm. and it drags all that particular matter to the bottom of the vat. And then you run the wine off the top of the vat and um, you've got a lovely, clear, all right. clean, crisp wine. But fining agents, this is where people get upset. There's some that really are not good for vegans. One is isinglass which is made from the swim bladders of fish. And the other one, which winemakers like, and vegans obviously don't, is albumin or egg white. Okay, yeah. And it's a very natural product. It's a very benign product, and it does the job really well, but it's obviously not vegan. Right. And historically, this is going back even to Roman times, they could use ox blood, the least vegan option uh of the impart some flavor to the wine it's not intended to it was just no i don't know of anyone anywhere in the world using blood as a fining agent now i think that's a historical thing i don't think it happens anymore but nowadays increasingly modern winemakers are using non-animal products chiefly amongst them bentonite which is derived from clay or commercial products made from pea and potato proteins and okay. such like. So, but some really, really great winemakers don't find their wines at all. We import wine from a very good South African winemaker, Carsten Magliarina, and he just lets gravity take effect. It's, and I do, I'm a fan of it. He's kind so, of non-interventionist. So if you leave your vat, right. absolutely still, right. and don't mind sacrificing a certain percentage. That particular matter will descend of its own accord. As it must, but over how long a period? Is that the problem? Well, not a long period of time. The, the whole trick there is not moving your barrels around or you know, moving a wine from one vat to another. You know, it's laissez-faire. Okay. So um, it's complicated stuff, but it's an increasingly um, pertinent topic. I mean, more and more people are eschewing animal products. It climatically, I mean, it links very closely into with the hot topic of climate change. Yeah. And, um, and it's a generational thing. Well, it was, but it also, Jason, it was a bit like vegetarianism, you know, when I was in my 20s, that was a bit cranky. And then veganism was even crankier, but you know, the vegetarian, nobody thinks anything of vegetarianism. And now veganism is actually, I mean, the word's redundant almost. Do you know what I mean? It's like you, before long, we won't even need to use it, I think. Yeah, and I think it's, uh, as a concept, the, the, the genie is out of the bottle, uh, no doubt about it. There's, there's a further point of clarification, 
there's type one vegan uh, certification, if you like, and there's type two. So type one just concerns the actual winemaking process. It starts with the harvested grape, okay? Mm -hmm. And it's what happens in the cellar. And that is really what supermarket wine buyers, people like me, are preoccupied with. However, purists, and there are some out there, I'm not one of them, want to go right back to the start of the process and the grape growing process. Okay. And if you, for example, use a horse in the vineyard, which many of the leading biodynamic and organic winemakers do, mm -hmm. or animal products, you know, horse manure, goat manure, that kind of sheep, that kind of thing. Then so in some instances, really famous natural sort of organic and biodynamic wines wouldn't be applicable with the strictest interpretation right. of um, veganism. Does that mean you can't even walk up and down the, the, the vineyard in your leather shoes? It depends how far you want to take these things. I mean, you were talking to me uh, recently about avocados and how they're, yeah. they, they use bees to pollinate them. And yeah, and then they, they cart the bees around in lorries and the bees aren't treated well. So, you know. See, well, I think most people using a horse in a vineyard, I think the animal welfare would be pretty high, but it, yeah. it just depends, like anything in life, where you want to draw the line. You're still exploiting the animal though, aren't you? That's the thing. But the other thing I think should be much, much clearer and with consumer interest at heart, I think we should have a choice in this matter. At the moment, the labeling is dodgy. There's nothing on most wine labels to tell you what's been used as a fighting agent, which is pretty basic stuff. I mean, it's not yeah, rocket science. Yeah, but is that a case of the minute you have to start doing that, then you start creating even more problems? Because at the minute, it's, there's no debate. Well, I think you'll find that you recently received a delivery of two wines that are labelled as vegan. I actually didn't even look that closely, do you know? Oh, if you, if you most grab, people don't. So we've got two wines to taste there. If you grab yeah. wine number one here, with that distinctive... Um, Turquoise label. The Pinot, the Pinot Gris. Yeah, that's a Pinot Gris, a.k.a. Graubagunda, uh, from the Fouts in Germany, made by the big uh, Ray Kenderman winery in the very good 2018 vintage. But if you look on the back label there, bingo. Vegan. Gotcha. You see that little round symbol with a plant in it? Oh, yeah, that's right. It's hiding in plain sight, Jason. You see, I never even noticed it. So, label's vegan. I think we ought to try this. Right. Okay. I'm taking a picture of me with my vegan wine and you with yours, with your prawns in the background. Well, that's quite happy. <laughs> this wine, this wine would go very well with the aforementioned prawns. I'm sure it would. So that Pinot Gris is bottled under screw cap to conserve yeah. its freshness. Mm -hmm. That's not that common in, in, in Europe, but uh, I'm a big fan of people doing that. Mm -hmm. Cheers, David. You're... You're very good health. Cheers. Cheers, Jason. Thank you for joining me. And that's got... Absolute pleasure. Lovely sort of white currant, bright bouquet, a very ripe white fruit. I thought dessert apple, is that? Yeah, I think yeah. Um, maybe a bit of conference pear. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely orchard fruit. I thought it was like cremant, but without the bubbles. That's a, that's a good uh, analogy. I love this wine because it's fresh, it's bright. Mm -hmm. it's on its youthful fruit, it's not too complex. You know, it's it's a real van plaisir. You you um, crack that seal, and it's good to go. 
even got a very, very slight spritz there. It, yeah, that's what I thought. I thought I was imagining that, so I'm reassured. There is that, that little bit of a spritz. That is a little bit of carbon dioxide mm -hmm. that has been put in prior to bottling, just to make sure that when you open it, it's absolutely fresh, ready to drink. I think that's showing very well. Anyway, it's certified vegan, and critically, and this is what we should be seeing much, much more of, it's labeled as vegan. I think that's delicious. I think you can drink that as we are, yeah. on a company, yeah. or it's gonna be a shoo-in with um, spicy Asiatic dishes. I was gonna say to you, Jason, you could drink it as an aperitif, and then you, you could actually use it to segue into the meal with too, couldn't you? you yeah, could it's, uh, it's good value for money. No doubt about it. I mean, I think German wines had a really much maligned reputation in the 70s and 80s, mm. where mm. Um, they kept all the good stuff for the domestic market and offloaded the, you know, the deep brown milk uh, <laughs> onto the onto the undiscerning uh, UK market. And that was a bit, a bit unfortunate. But we're shipping more and more of them, and the quality's great. And that's you know, a really 21st century, well-made modern wine that happens to be vegan and is labelled as such. Then, yeah. wine number two, if you... Uh, I've got to reach for the trusty corkscrew here. Oh, Jason, I'm all ready. This has been chilling in my porch. You're ahead of me. Well, this comes this come out of my garage. It is the Chateau Fouquet, made by my good mate, Fred Filiatro. Do you know, I, I love this wine. It's made in Saumur. And do you know what? It, very, very nearly was made in Seigneur Champigny. Back in the day, the winemakers of this village, Breze, had the mm -hmm. choice of whether their wine would fall in the prestigious, or the more prestigious, Seigneur Champigny Appellation, right. or the bigger and more generic Seigneur Appellation. Mm -hmm. And weirdly, weirdly, they voted to stay in the less prestigious tier. Why for? because they thought they would have to pay higher taxes if they were Saumur Champignons oh, right, okay. rather than the Saumurois. And so, um, yeah, bad call, really. But nil that's mine, the wine is great. This too, if you look on the back of the label, below where it says Demito, there you are. is bottled as vegan. Yeah. But... Organic and vegan. It's organic. Biodynamic. So biodynamic means it's made according to the lunar calendar and various other Good Lord structures above. laid down in the 1930s by Rudolf Steiner, he of the Steiner School. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, really? He, 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 was, uh, he was a busy man. He, he, Rudolf Steiner <laughs> was no, no slouch. And some of his ideas were bonkers and some of his ideas were pretty good. But farming without herbicides and pesticides Got to be a good idea. Although I know a lot of winemakers who are so disenamored of the INAO, they ignore the Appalachian control system altogether. Just right. wine. prod we de France. Okay. They're so disillusioned. Anyway, this Chateau Fouquet, yeah. an old flavor. that is the Chateau on the label, which you've drawn. Indeed, indeed. Every time I see it, it's as if I know it intimately. I feel as if I've been there. Well, it's, it's deceptive. Only... It's actually a very small Chateau up close and Fred Filiatro lives in it mm. with his large family. And the grape variety here is Cabernet Franc, mm -hmm. which was bought to Anjou and Touraine by 
Abbe Breton. He was Cardinal Richelieu's steward in 1631. I had to look for that date online because I haven't got my textbooks here at home. And I found my own note. <laughs> that was quite pleasing. Anyway, <laughs> this is pure Cabernet Franc, grown organically. That little AB symbol, that denotes it's organic. That's agriculture biologique. It's got an absolutely lovely nose. This is the 2018 vintage, which is a warm vintage for a cool climate area. And when those kind of moons align like that, mm. you get these lovely, ripe, fruit-driven wines. And this has got a lovely nose of mm. summer berries and cherries and red fruit, but a lovely, limpid, garnet colour. Mm -hmm. Garnet, you're better on colours than me. No, I'm really, I actually, I tell you what, I'm not. I just splash paint them around. I don't know what I'm doing. And what I love about this for a red wine, it's got a lovely, fresh acidity. It's a real palate-cleansing yeah. mm -hmm. freshness, which kind of is your incentivization to have another sip of it. And it too, very much like the Pinot Gris, you happily drink that on its yeah. own. Yeah. We've both done well done on the temperature. You don't want to drink these wines at ambient temperature they oh, they lose uh, 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 they lose something it's that, it's that little bit of tannic grip and bite yeah, and you want that suggestion of freshness there as well but it's not without a good robust flavor though is it at the same time no it's a personal favorite back in the days when we were allowed to travel on the continent we always used to make a pit stop day for the throw and mm -hmm. fill the car up and yeah this would be our holiday drinking because you know, when you're down in the south of France, sitting outdoors, you know, you bung a bottle of this in the ice bucket, someone's lighting the barbecue, and um, you're home free. It's, it's, it's a quintessential holiday wine, but I thought, I thought a very good lockdown wine, David. <laughs> lockdown wine. I they, they both are. They both are. You don't want anything too expensive, because who, who knows how long we're going to be um, confined <laughs> to barracks. And I think you definitely want something uplifting and fruity and fresh, and, and both these wines tick all those boxes. Sustainability, Jason. I think that's that. But that is the word, really. Sustainability. Whether it's like four weeks, five weeks, or fifteen weeks, we we need wines that will get us through the whole stretch. The only downside is that my my boys are both vegan, and um, they they make a beeline for anything that's that's labelled as such. And they have strong preferences, so. Um, the craft personnel has taken quite a hit over the last six weeks. I think you're going to have to get the old inkjet printer out and start faking your own labels. The point really today is that wines that are vegan aren't necessarily good, but there are good ones out there, and I think we'll see more and more of them. And um, winemakers around the world really need to wake up to consumer requirements of information and start being clearer about yeah. the processes involved and what they're using as funny agents. So the majority of our wines are vegan, but these are, are very rare too. They're actually bottled as such. Yeah. Anyway, Santé. Santé. Here's to, here's to more vegan wines. Yeah, well, it's uh, topical, and um, we haven't touched on it, and I think it's, it's our job to shine a light on some of these areas that um, need, need greater attention. Yeah, I agree with you utterly. But I'm going to enjoy the idea of drinking vegan wine and eating steak at the same time. Well, that's your own business, David. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, 
the delicious and vegan is being prepared for me uh, as we speak. So, um, oh yeah, okay. what are you going to have, Jason? Tell me. It won't be the prawn pad thai that um, is my background. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a surprise. But it, Actually, it, we're having gnocchi tonight, so we're have. I think we are we are going to be vegan through and through. I've got the I've got my vegan wine to go with it, and uh, there isn't going to be a trace of animal exploitation in what I'm taking out of the oven tonight. And have you got your vegan DMs on with your um, Zoom trousers? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but I'm not going to stand up and show you. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Okay, well, look, catch up soon. Stay safe and stay well. And, and let me know when the ceremony is done. Yeah, I certainly will. more adventures in wine at www.yap.com.